Welcome to Trust the Journey. I am Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Maletsky. <laughs> Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections to grow. Yeah, to contribute, <laughs> to practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. Thank you for the journey. Oh, trusting the journey. Trusting the old journey. <laughs> oh, some days that strikes me as funnier than others. Uh, team, family, if you want to find us on the internet, trustthejourney.today is our handle. It is our website. We're on Instagram there. Any way that you engage our channels, whether you like, you comment, you subscribe, you share with friends in personal messages, all of that helps get the value that we are aiming to create to the people that it's meant for. So please follow your intuition and share and engage with us or send us questions or whatever you're called to do. If you want to connect with us more directly and get more support from us directly you can join the trust the journey family that is how people also support us financially so it's our patreon offering and it really makes a huge difference to make the show possible and the group and the family and the community is growing. We have more people in there now. It's just really beautiful to start to see more engagement and just all of the ways that we support each other and also explore topics and funny, funny ideas. There's a lot going on in there and we invite you to join it if you want that type of community. So go to trustthejourney.today, scroll down, click the, do the donate on Patreon button and any amount will get you in there. Yeah, we really appreciate everybody in the family who supports the show. Your financial contribution is vital to the production of the show. So thank you so much. You're making this happen for everybody who's listening. We also want to thank our editor, Kimberly Joy Voice, who is absolutely fantastic. We had a great dinner together the other night and spent some time connecting. And it's just a personal uh appreciation for Kimberly. If you need podcast editing, you better get with her because she's almost full of clients now because of all you out there listeners. So thank you, Kimberly. If you want to get hold of myself, you can reach me at Jason underscore Maledsky on Instagram or Jason Maledsky at gmail.com. And you can get MelanieCurtis.com gets you to everything Melanie Curtis. She's wonderful. She's got a great book out there. <laughs> uh, if you want to get Melanie to speak, Give her a call. You know, she would love to speak towards your audience. And one of the big projects that I've been involved with lately, which I'm super proud of, is the Desert Soul Collective. We're hosting immersive events that are about um, connecting and elevating ourselves and experiencing what it's like to be in a deeper collective consciousness. So I'm really proud of that. And yeah, what are we talking about today, Mel? Beautiful. I love all of, all of those things. Yeah. Family, today we're diving in. We're talking about fit for service. Now, the topic came to the table because, and I'll invite Jay to share more about this. It because it's a, it's a, an event. It's a, it's a summit of some of some sort. Jay will describe this more in detail. But also the premise of what is it to be fit for service, and also what motivates us to join communities. What motivates us to join different growth opportunities. Opportunities, those types of questions are what we're going to explore today. So Jay, why don't you yeah. start by telling us what fit for service is? 
All right, so fit for service is a few things. The summit event is actually a gathering where a bunch of select people join uh, and spend some time together in Northern Arizona. But the bigger description of what fit for service is, is is it's a community. Uh, it, this is a community that's led by Aubrey Marcus, who hosts a podcast, which is an excellent podcast. If you're interested in listening, look them up. Um, I really enjoy listening to him myself. That's what got me to the Fit for Service family. And the Fit for Service community or family is a group of people from all over the world who are feeling called to a deeper purpose. People who are saying, what? I, I know I have something to do that is more than just go to work nine to five, raise a family, you know, follow the script yep. kind of thing, that there's more to this life. And I think that's probably the best summary of it all. It's people who know that there's something bigger than, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Standard plot. Yeah, know? amazing. I mean, obviously, that's our premise here in a lot of respects as well. I echo what Jay said. I love Aubrey's podcast. I'm a big fan. Love their work. Get a lot out of what they provide as well. Um, so, relative to fit for service in the actual event, uh, what I mean, because you go there for multiple days, right? It's sort of like a retreat that is intended for what personal and professional development or just personal development or just connection. And I don't mean to say just and diminish any of those things, meaning what is it actually for? What's the intent for the actual event itself? Yeah, that's a really good question. I was a bit unsure, to tell you the truth, when I, as I, I felt myself very clearly called. I saw an advertisement for it. I heard it mentioned. I tapped it on, you know, tapped it into the computer. And before I knew it, I read the description and I was filling out an application. I really just followed my gut to it. And what the best way to describe it is it's like a, a summit or a mastermind where you have a number of people. And I think in this case, it was around 200 people mm -hmm. who all apply to be part of the event and have to, you know, it's a pretty thorough and rigorous application with a lot of questions on it. Mm -hmm. And they select the community uh, they want to assemble based on kind of, you know, those application forms. And the everybody gets together in Northern Arizona and Sedona for five days. And it's a networking event in the sense that you meet a lot of other new people who are like-minded, of like interest, yep. curious in the same areas, looking to gain better understandings of parts of themselves and each other and community and concepts. So it, it is a summit. It is a mastermind in the sense that it is five days of intensive coaching. Yep where you have well-known speakers guiding different workshops from first thing in the morning to end of day mm -hmm. every day for five days in a row. And it's accented by arts and entertainment by in the evenings, uh, as well as like, healing workshops, deep spiritual um, connection. It's yeah. not non-denominational spirituality, yeah. no religious context, but, you know, reaching into ourselves 
the deeper part of ourselves to look and see who we are. Yeah, I love that. It's, you know, it's so funny. You were like, it's a summit. It's a mastermind. This is not a joke. I literally just this week or a week and a half ago or something like that, maybe a week, made the decision to do the Samatha mastermind next year. And I say it because that is a new mastermind that one of my colleagues and friends and just one one of the people in my network that I've known for a long time, her name is Joya. She's been working really hard and she is a fucking powerhouse. And I love how she approaches her work. I love how she shows up for her people. I love how she really, the intensity that she brings to the things that she puts together. And what excites me about that, Samatha means summit in her culture. So she's an Indian woman. She's an American, but she's an Indian woman and has, it's a very diverse group of women that are playing big. Like the, one of the main ideas going into this group is looking at how we can 10 X our impact. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm ready. It is the right time in my career and in my personal development, in my spiritual healing, in my desire to be a voice in the world, what I'm going to write next, the the next book that I'm going to write about my healing journey and the depth that that's going to go and how much service I think that's going to provide. So it's very can exciting. I, <laughs> go can I ahead. give you a little fuck yeah in there? Yeah, I want to give you a fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. Yes, it's yeah. a double that, that fuck yeah. That excites me. Yeah. 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 And it's an, it's no joke because it's a five-figure investment. It is a legitimate investment in myself, in my business. And it is, I mean, I don't throw that kind of money around lightly. I make decisions about how I'm going to spend my money resources Mm -hmm. thoughtfully, but also how I'm going to spend my time and energetic resources, which are even more valuable. And so it's a year long commitment and it's a, it's, I'm thrilled because like you said, the intuitive call to it became clear when I made sure to thoughtfully consider what I might do and what I want to put into the world in in the next coming months and, and year. So anyway, there's more, much more I could say about that. But why I bring it up is that it's parallel to this choice that you've made to invest valuable resources from your life to go and be a part of this thing. You did something that was five day intensive, which I totally buy into those types of things as well. I in particular needed something more with a longer term structure to help me sort of redesign and refocus in certain ways. But I digress. Please go ahead. Uh, so, so I failed to mention is this whole program had an eight week lead up and I think it's a 10 week lead out cool. and there has been uh, multiple coach online uh, and coaching calls, classes, community gatherings of all kinds happening multiple times a week in the eight weeks leading up and in the weeks following. So Everybody who was involved in organization, uh, you know, the key people are all hosts to continue preparatory information and integration work as well. Love so it. that's one of the things that was very appealing to me about joining this type of a 
initiative. Right. I think initiative is a great is a good word to talk to, to kind of describe what's happening because it's in an it's in a, a group a group initiative to change, to evolve, to work together, to connect, to show up. Mm-hmm. Right. To continue. I'm like, why am I on this Zoom call after the event is over? Why am I on another one and another? Why am I listening to the recording of the call that I missed yep. to make sure that I'm staying up to date on everything. And then why am I checking the notifications on the app to see who else has joined the community and taking the time to welcome them and be present to and sharing vulnerably with the things that I'm going through and how, why, why do I continue to, to participate in this community? And I think that is the bigger piece of it is, and this is the same thing. I'm very proud of us. Good job, Jay. Good job, Mel. And good job, TTJ fam, yes. for showing up because yes. this is the exact same model, which mm-hmm. is to say we want a change in our lives and we want a change in the world and we're going to be that change. Yes. And we're going to make regular practices out of showing up to things that we feel are of value in the sense that they're going to nurture and water us. Yes. And they're going to give us the fuel and the mirrors and the, you know, the new communities and the new friends. And so I'll story tell a little. That's a great, yeah. Um, On my way down to Arizona, well, I intended to go to this event and I got notification a few days before that uh, my student of 10 years, 10 years ago, my friend Sven Giuseppe, my teammate approached me and said he would like to become student he would like to hire me as a coach and he would like to work towards becoming a world champion pilot and he recently just achieved that goal he became world champion overall of canopy piloting recently at skydive arizona at the world championships Ooh, fuck yeah Sven. super fucking double fuck yeah we got a lot yeah. of fuck yeahs in this episode already <laughs> yeah yeah so i was f- heading to Sedona for the fit for service event. And I got notification that Sven had won and I made the immediately changed my schedule to be present in Arizona for his award ceremony to see him receive his championship award and to be there with the Canadian team and to be there with his family and be part of that celebration together. Uh, Because that family connection that, and and I'll digress to this because it's worthy. Yeah. Is my experience as a pro athlete, I prioritized being the best over family connections, yep. over finances, over my own personal, mental and physical health. Yep. I prioritized winning and just winning and beating everybody else, like being the best at what I did over anything else in my life. And that is what was necessary for me to do that what I felt was necessary right. for me to do that. And I've, I've even told people that that's what they need to do if they want to win. Mm. And that's bullshit. Yeah. It's wrong. I, right? yeah. So Sven, when I stepped off the podium, when I stepped off my first world championship podium, I felt a sense of hollow, alone, wasted, directionless meaninglessness just this horrible feeling i had no idea why i felt so terrible and what i later learned through my studies and is that celebration victory it's about the journey it's not about the goal it's not the destination it's about the journey and so i wanted the journey 
to continue. I didn't want this to be about the goal. I want to go there and connect. So if we connect and celebrate that we've achieved a milestone on our journey, rather than reached the destination, then we can truly revel in the moment that we're should be. Yeah. So I wanted to be there with Sven to hold his arm in the air and to hug him and to love on him and to tell him I'm fucking proud of him because this is just a milestone on our journeys. Yes. Our lives continue beyond this. And so this wonderful experience, full circle. I've just told the Canadian team that I'm retiring, that I'm not going to be the coach next year, and that somebody else is going to have to take over leadership yeah. for the team. I'm proud so of you. Beautiful, beautiful circle closing yeah. in the sense of having Sven to step up, become the new world championship and for Canada to also now he's going to lead the next coaching camp. You know, he'll be the new champion there on board. And it's this beautiful story. Let me get back to fit for service. My imposter syndrome is going away, which I struggle with. Huge imposter syndrome. How do I show up to this fit for service thing? Who am I? What's this? Who am I? What kind of training do I have? I didn't go to school. Yep. I don't have a degree. I don't have anything, right? I don't have any piece of paper from somebody that I paid to tell me that I learned something. I've learned everything through school of hard knocks and life experience. Yep. And my van broke down in Phoenix and I had to leave it there. I had to rent a car when I didn't have the, I'm not so, I didn't have the money right now to, you know, expensive car rental on top of the trip I was already making on top of the big financial investment into fit for service. Yep. And then I need a place to stay. And so I thought I'm just gonna put it in the universe's hands. And I asked, does anybody have a room, a bed, a couch, a tent, something? And somebody offered me a tent. And so I drove up and I roughed it in a tent for the week and temperatures got pretty cold and I didn't have all my camping supplies. So it was somewhat roughing it. You know, I just yeah. throw the stuff in the car and go call it good. We'll figure it out. The and the investment in myself goes beyond the, the sticker price. It goes to say, now I'm taking a rental car on. Now I'm just going to rough it in a tent. Now I'm just going to, I actually put myself in a camping group where I would normally camp alone yeah. where I get my privacy and I get some time alone. I put myself right in the middle of a group of people. There's a group of about a hundred people camping together. Like I'm going to go be in community and meet all these new people so that I get exposure to a new group of friends and yes. a new, a new branch of my tree starts to grow. Yes. Intentionality. So this is what I wanted to get back to with the whole thing of like, I have to be willing to, I could have canceled so easily. Yep. They would have refunded me. Mm -hmm. Right. I could have canceled. I could have just stayed in Phoenix with my broken car and said, no, I can't go. My car's broken. Super mm. easy out. Yeah. Right. And I say, no, I rent a small SUV. I throw a mattress in the back. I pile my shit inside as a disaster state. And I drive up there, find a tent. Just so happens the person who lent me the tent, I camped right next to them. We became good friends. Wonderful. Right. It, it's, it's important. What you're talking about is important because the question of what does it mean to be quote unquote fit for service? <sighs> that could go Great so question. many, so many different ways with that question. What you just spoke to is so, is so important because I can see this so many times on my path where it might seem no worries 
to me now to show up in a group of people that I don't know alone, which, by the way, I have done countless times in my life, growing my relationships, growing my network, learning to dance. There's so many different things that I'm like, I'm going to go do this because I want to, I am called to whatever I want to grow. I've made a commitment. It's in being in integrity with my word. There's lots of different reasons why I have relentlessly followed through and moved through that social anxiety. And it's delivered immense results in terms of actually building a network because you actually are making connections with people who that are real people I think really do recognize that it's brave to show up anywhere alone and it there's something to that there's really something to that I'm not suggesting that showing up with other people is bad I'm more just suggesting if you don't have someone else to go with go anyway challenge yourself into that and the rewards will be potentially very great in my experience they they have been you know and so anyway I I could go on and on about that but like how this relates also to what I've just committed to with the Samatha Mastermind Lab is that I know I'm driven by this calling I have this I've I've tipped, by the way, in this calling to write my next book about my healing journey. I mentioned that briefly. So that's exciting. I don't need to necessarily go on about that in at length right now. But why I bring that up is that calling has then helped me motivate decision making around what I'm choosing to put on my calendar. Why this matters, stay with me, is that I just self-selected into a very high level year-long commitment with a certain intention, with a certain level of player and person and values set, right? Again, that connects with fit for service, trust the journey family, the whole thing. It, what it helps me do also is not just the work that it provides. It helps me say no to the things that would have been on autopilot. That if I didn't have necessarily much clarity around what I wanted to do, which is also kind of fine, this last year for me was kind of like that. I finished my book, I published the Audible book, and I was like, oh, I just can't write, I need a fucking break. And I'm just like, it's just sort of like a blob almost for a year. I did a lot of amazing work this year, don't get me wrong. Highlight killed it, we did so many awesome demos, there's a lot of really amazing stuff. But on the side of MelanieCurtis.com and my writing and my personal and individual creativity and, and connection, it was less directed. And now at the sort of end of this year, I'm going, Oh, I don't I don't love that. I don't love that feeling. I like when I'm directed. But sometimes we have to wait for that intuitive call to come. So it's a balance. So I'll, I'll echo you in saying that in the last two weeks. Thank you, universe. Thank you for sending me these opportunities because they offered me both a, no, um, a comfort in knowing that the v- universe will provide, but also the opportunity for me to truly prioritize what is of importance to me. The universe offered me two chances to join in canopy piloting competitions this week. Oh, that were paid opportunities. Wow. Where I could go and fly parachutes and get potentially a prize money, get paid. You know, and and I looked at the opportunity and I go, if I do this 
it is distracting me from my primary calling. Correct. I have already done this. This is a checked box. This is my comfort zone. So the universe is kind of like dangling the swirling the comfort zone and being like, hey, come to comfort, you know, are you really going to go and push yourself to be something more? Are you really going to go and and challenge yourself, you know? Are you really gonna stay grinding on your new thing that you really wanna get done? You wanna get that book finished? I know you set a deadline. Are you gonna disappear for two weeks instead? Because it's a financial opportunity when you really need it? Like, no, no thanks. Yeah. I'm gonna stay. It's gonna brave. Grind. It's a tough choice sometimes. Mm. And, you know, and, and okay. not every scenario. You know, it's okay also to to support ourselves as well. It's more I think what I love what well, not I think I what I love that you're pointing to is that notion of distraction. And it, it's very interesting. And this is goes back to the bigger question at the beginning of what makes us decide what we're going to do. And the fit for service thing is that I already feel fit for service. If I think about that, that idea. I th I feel genuinely, and I mean this not with any arrogance or any ego, I feel fit for service where I am at this ju juncture in my healing journey and my, my evolution as a person and, and all of that. Does it mean there's not more to unpeel with the onion and the deep healing work, of course, there's more. Does it mean there's more that my voice wants to express and share with the world and be in contribution around? Yes, of course. But you know what I mean? I what I want to move away with this notion of am I fit for service? Well, fuck, yeah, I am. And I'll I'll tell you why is that we this notion of having to Oh, I have to do this before I can this fuck that not into it. That is a, a racket that keeps us disengaged from being in service to what we are called to our base based on perfectionism or fear of rejection or feel fear of failure, whatever thing might be in our way. I would invite people to look at that when they say something like that. Oh, I can do this when I learn this thing or when I take that class or when I this or when I that. We can also take those classes while starting and moving toward things as well. Yeah, I can't echo enough that I was struggling with my own sense of validity, my own inner confidence yeah, that, that not it's not it's not an arrogance and ego. It's the same thing you're talking about. Like I, I was working on my book and I'm trying to and I'm going, you know, who am I? Who am I to say something here? Who am yeah. I to? To have an opinion, who am I to think that what I have to say, you know, is really going to be somebody's going to get some value for from it, you know, is it a, is it really a value? And the the universe blessed me with this, the universal timing of sending me this validation through Sven's victory in the days before going to this event, and I go, huh. yeah. You know, being a being a athlete, champion athlete. OK, cool. I did that. Great. Being a champion coach is a totally different thing. Yeah. You know, and it took us 10 years of working towards that goal to achieve that goal. It's the same time it took me to reach to get it, become there myself. So that that affirmation. It it was it's so validating in the sense that. 
doesn't matter where we are. We all have some experience that is our own. And that experience is equal to every other experience that is out there and how we share it and what we do. And so this is a big premise of what the event is about. One of the core concepts that is continually expressed is you are the medicine, we are the medicine, I am the medicine. This is not about me facilitating your growth by giving you a Western medicine, like, hey, take these pills and you'll feel better. Or, hey, Eastern medicine, you know, read this philosophy and you'll feel better. Or Amazonian medicine to say, drink this potion and you'll feel better. Now, there's validity in all those things. All those things have value, right? Every medicine is medicine. Mm -hmm. But the true medicine that I need is the, what the world needs. I am what the world needs. The world needs me. The world needs and me. I say I, I say we, I say you, I, all the same thing. Yep. The world needs us to be the medicine that the world needs, to show up to what the world needs, and to be a, a confident, fearless, even if we were David and Goliath and we don't feel that we have what it takes, that we're just doing it anyways. Yes. Right. And that we are truly the medicine. And we're each in our own process. We're each in our own story. Our universe, our song, our share, our story is unfolding every moment of our journey. And in this journey, I am my own medicine. There's no other medicine for me except for my own. There's only one person who shows up to me to make sure that I do the things that I need to do and push myself into new communities and practice the things that are going to spiritually ground me and practice the nourishing myself through practices and um, choices that are making sure that I take care of this vessel that mm -hmm. I'm in, you know, I am the medicine. We are the medicine. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. Ooh, I feel I feel that I really feel that. And I feel like it's important for me to share my mirrored experiences with imposter syndrome because where oh. I feel it currently is so, so I mentioned again, this, this calling to write my next book about my, cause I started writing about the deep healing experiences with plant medicines and everything at the end of how to fly my last book. And there's so many more stories and I'm not just talking about plant medicines, although that will be a large part of it because it has been a significant part of my healing journey. And it's something I care very deeply to be in service to the movement to get psychedelic medicines to the masses so that more and more healing through them in the ways that are for the world can be available to people. I really want to and believe in being in service to that. And I think part of it, why I have so much energy around this, this book and how it's motivating me and I, I know it will take time. I know when I'm putting out in the world, I'm going to write a book. Fuck. I already know. I've published three. I know it's really fucking hard. And so it's not just like, oh, yay, I'm going to write a book. I know I'm basically setting myself up for a year of torture, essentially. Hopefully it divinely comes out of my fingertips. Time will tell. But why I bring this up is that where I noticed imposter syndrome and feeling like, a, oh, God, w what will I do? Or people won't like me? Or who am I to think I should be a part of this is not as a writer, I feel totally at ease as a writer. I'm like, I know I'm going to work those words, I'm going to be raw and real. I know I'm going to go there. I, I feel very confident in that lane. 
where I don't feel confident is I don't necessarily know a lot of people in the psychedelic space. Like that's a whole new community other than the people that I know and have done healing work with. I haven't like gone to conferences much yet or at all yet. I'm excited to do that. But there's that's where I feel like, oh, I want these people to like me. And then I'm like, no. That's obviously fear-based energy, and I have to work myself yeah. back from that stuff. Of course, that's not the energy, but that's where I see it, and that's how I, I'm seeing it manifest. A parallel story that I think is important to share, and then I'll, I'll pause, is I've experienced this too many times in that skydiving, of course, I can say it, in life coaching, wanting to be a life coach and wanting to be a person in personal development, being a new and young entrepreneur, wanting to be in entrepreneurial business minded spaces and feeling like, oh God, who the hell am I? I'm a joke. I'm here. I'm one year in business or blah, blah, blah. Another place was going to the Hatch Summit in 2019, right before COVID. Uh, it's the, the community that is full of people doing work toward the UN Sustainable Development Goals. I am very freshly in a, in a way to anti-racism work and, and feminist work and stuff like that. And so I've, I was interestingly, even though I was new to that work, for some reason, I was like, this, I am, I should be here. Even though I'm new to the work, I am not new to being in service to something, to people, to the world. I'm new to being in service to the world and people in this form, and that's okay. And so that's the, that's the energy that I'm shifting myself to around writing my book, around being a, a contribution to the psychedelic movement and the healing movement at large, the consciousness movement at large. So that's how I'm working that. You know what I mean? Because it's one thing to say, oh, I feel imposter syndrome. And another thing to not say anything about how we're getting out of it. Like, how are you facing it? You know what I mean? That's how I'm facing mine. Mm-hmm. I really want to rewind back to something that you touched on as you were discussing that concept there. Um, one of the topics that came up right away at the beginning of this um, summit was the question to the audience, how many people here have done psychedelic medicines in the past? Mm. And that was posed by Aubrey to the group. And you look around and about 95% of the room put their hands up. Wow. Now that says something to their selection process. Yep. Right. And I think there's some intentionality around that because it specifically curates a container that is a container of openness to new ideas. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the second question a minute later was how many people here who have done ayahuasca before and about 90% of the room put their hand up. Yep. Right. And I kind of just chuckled as I looked around and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm around my people. I'm yeah. around people. And I don't know anybody there. I don't know a single person there. I'm totally there by myself. I don't know any of those people, but I know that these people are willing to look inside themselves and look through different lenses, use different lenses to focus on like a microscope. You change the depth, the, the type of lens that you look to see at different depths, at different magnifications. So 
the tools that we use to be able to see ourselves, whether it be a psychedelic medicine, a breath work, a practice like yoga or like an endurance sport or writing or, or a mastermind or uh, yeah, big mastermind, mastermind here. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All of these things are all ways to sharpen our focus or look through a lens towards ourselves to see who we truly are and how we function and how we work. I, I truly appreciated being in in that sense. So I wanted to touch on that. And then I wanted to also reel back to one other thing that you brought attention to, which is by choosing to go to a event alone and to put myself into a fresh community where I know nobody and nobody knows me. It's a wonderful opportunity. Ah. It's absolutely wonderful because None of the constructs of who I am apply, right? The, the idea of J.J. Maledsky, Canopy Pilot, J. Maledsky, Flight One Entrepreneur, J. Maledsky, PD Factory, whatever, fucking, <laughs> care, who cares? Make up, right. a, make up a story. And, it's, and so I introduced myself as Jason because I felt like I wanted to use my full name. I love it. Because... I feel this change in myself that I want to identify with that. And I introduce them say, my name is Jason. If we get to know each other and we become friends, JMO is fine. Yeah. You know, that, but I, I want to start with that. And one thing I did to empower myself to try on something different is I actually went out when I was in Phoenix waiting on my van, getting things together. I got eyelash extensions, just a few on the corners of my eye. Cool. And I've never done that. I love false eyelashes. I'm like, for giraffe eyes, they're like, they're gorgeous, right? I just love them. I don't don't like them when they're overdone. I like a certain balance, you know, but I really enjoy them. I think they're beautiful. And I walked past the studio and I went, hey, this is your opportunity. And I went and I got a few little extensions on the corners of my eye. And then the whole week I wore eye makeup, a little bit of eye makeup. But I never just show up to like a mat to like what a social mastermind like just no i'm not at a party yep or in costume yeah yeah you know yeah and so i just chose i like okay this week i'm gonna wear a little bit of eyeliner a touch of mascara like just a little bit of something because i'm feeling it i'm feeling like i want to show up in a version of myself that expresses my artistic nature yeah that i am creating who i am and that as that choice, I get to put on my costume every day. Every day is a costume day. Every day I decide who, what character I'm playing. So I chose to approach this event with a different set of eyes and say, I'm going to share, I'm going to express myself more freely than I typically will, because I also don't feel the fear of judgment of the people who I have already presented myself to in other ways. So I felt much more comfortable to try on something new because I don't know if I'll ever see these people again. Now I will. Of course I will. Yeah. But I also don't feel like I'm putting myself into my normal space where, you know, it may or may not be the version people are used to. So it seems like a change. So to me, walking into the space, this is not a change. This is just who I am, Mm -hmm. you know, and how I choose to express myself that day. So I wanted to mention that because that's me encouraging any of you listening to look for those opportunities to break away from your pattern, from the story that you tell yourselves that you think is your life, 
and tell yourself the story that you want your life to be. Go sign up for that thing that excites you and do it alone. Yes. Don't you don't have to invite anybody. You don't have to rely on a buddy. You don't have to have somebody go with you or do like we're going to lose weight together. We're going to quit smoking together or whatever. You know, we don't need a, a buddy or a spouse or, you know, anything. We can just go do something on our own and for our own personal growth. And up. You know, that's what it's about. That's, that's the whole thing. You know? Yeah, it's it's interesting. The only well, one of the there's so much amazingness in what you just shared. Thank you. I think it's just so important to be a model for what is possible. You know what I mean? And so it's like the discomfort that comes in in choosing into something that we are called toward into something bigger into something by ourselves whatever discomfort is coming that as you pointed to jay is an opportunity it that is the opportunity i've said that i said this on instagram i've been doing so many more instagram stories by the way team so if you're interested in following my amazing uh, insight and ridiculousness, please join me. Uh, But what I said the other day was this notion that, oh, as I said that, I completely forgot what I was going to say. So the opportunity, the opportunity, but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So this is, I think this is exactly what you're into and why I wanted to jump in here is because I heard somebody eloquently illustrate this just recently. And we're talking about the idea of comfort and living in our comfort and comfort is actually the not the it's the opposite of pain right comfort is the opposite of pain so comfort becomes pain suffering is not the opposite of pain suffering where we're actually pushing ourselves and challenging ourselves suffering causes growth causes evolution causes us to develop like that's making us adaptable but being comfortable, this concept of like just remaining in our comfort means that we don't change, means we don't evolve, means that we, we don't actually struggle, we're, we're just comfortable, then there's no, we actually become pain because yes. we're in a state of comfort. Agreed. Yeah, what I was going to say is, and it dovetails nicely off of that, it's sort of the other side of that coin, is that adversity is what separates people who do big things or do the things that they want to do in their life and those people who only talk about and think about doing big things and doing the things they want to do with their life. And that is a road, massive road to regret. And that is like something that I I care to help people see sooner. You know what I mean? Like, I really feel like it's not a guarantee. Maybe some people will find great acceptance and deep peace with their life choices and not have regrets. But I find that it's very, it's typical for, and, and again, this goes back to the top five regrets of the dying, where people on their deathbed were asked, and there are countless, I mean, not countless, but there's, there are a lot of people that have spoken to I wish I'd led a life true to myself. And that requires what we're talking about today. I wish I'd made more time for my friends. It talks, speaks to relationship and connection and making the effort for that. Like there's more on that list, but those two things stick out based on what we're talking about. 
And yeah, I can talk about it in terms of business goals, but really it's about, it's driven by my creative goals. I just know that when I am in flow, touching back to our last episode, when I am in my highest service, when I am intuitively called deeply and I am honoring that and I'm being bravely and I'm bravely moving toward it, that automatically is going to bring abundance with it. Like, I just believe that I, I feel that very, very deeply. So for me, it's not about abundance, even though it, it's going to, that's going to be a part of it. The 10 X is about impact. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh yeah, if I'm impacting by 10 X, that automatically means I'm going to have more financial power as a result of that impact power. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Pretty fired up about it. (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of high energy today. One of the last things I'll say, just to quickly end this point, is the adversity also, the challenge also, is temporary, right? So say you choose to go to an event. Jay, you went five days. It's temporary. Then you can go back and you can recover. You can whatever. Same thing with me. It's it's like I go to an event. I can still come back home. I can recover. I can be introverted. I can do what I need to balance the output that that discomfort requires. So uh, this kind of leans towards the whole concept of recognizing that we can immerse ourselves into an environment and experience and disconnect from our typical patterns with enough of intention to truly have it swing our compass by a degree, right? So what I have found through my efforts to travel, to attend events, to put myself in uncomfortable situations that are going to instigate growth is that my perspective or like my moral compass, my internal guiding light, that part of me inside that knows I am or I am not making, I am or I am not aware of the decisions that I'm making. I am or I am not aware of how those decisions that I'm making are affecting me. As I become more and more aware of those things, I'm able to refine better actions within my life that are that are truly creating the life that I'm living, right? So uh, I'm going to reflect on a previous episode from just recently of Burning Man. Yeah, this is an event that I've been been to eight of them now. And not that that's a lot. It's just how many I've been to. But that has truly affected who I am as a person. I'm a different person every single time the week after and then in the in the period of my life that follows that, the experience integrates and the ethos of who I am, who is Jason Maledsky, what is his ethos, who, how does he speak towards how he encounters others? And that is that compass is ticked towards north, true north, centered towards love because of all these things that are helping to teach me to become attuned to my own moral compass, my own personal guiding light. And I listened to, I loved listening to nature documentaries. I still do. <laughs> I Growing that. up, I read every book. I was like Wild World Wildlife Channel, 
um, mutual vulnerable. Like I listen to everything that had to do with animals and they're like, oh, well, the birds know which way to fly because they have the ability to relate to the magnetic field of the planet and they know where to go. Well, guess what? We're animals too. We've got the same set of senses. We have the same internal knowings and we know when we're feeling aligned and when we're feeling misaligned. And that's something I mean, I want to know that I want to know if I'm out of alignment with my greater calling and I want to take the time to tune back in. And so, Mel, you'll you'll be able to uh, corroborate what I have to say here, which is I sent Mel and Kim a message and said, hey, I'm going off grid for the next five days. I'm going to be immersive in the event that I'm attending and I will not be available. And I turned my phone off for those five days and I did not pick it up to check messages, to check emails, to go on social. I didn't even take pictures at the event, which for me is a huge statement because I take a phenomenal amount of photographs. (laughs) Um, because that's my memory system is visual yeah, memory. Yeah. So I take photos to help me retain information. Yep. So that whole concept of like, I want to be present to what's going on here. I want to connect. I want to be involved is to put the distractions down. I don't need to check in with my family. I don't need to check in with nobody needs me to check in. I'll be back in a few days. You know, like it's no big deal. It's so true. Oh God, we could, there's so much here. It's such a, lovely prompt. I almost really would invite people into their own contemplation around what is it what does it mean to be fit for service? And also, what experiences do I want to have that might open my mind and heart or help me get more back to that true north? Like, here's a a small example. So last weekend, I went to I got invited to and went to this art art studio tour, this artist studio tour throughout a neighboring town. And it was basically all the, the local artists in this town, some are professionals, some are amateurs, whatever, had setups of their different work. And I, as an art lover, I just was happy to be a part of it and go and take in other people's work, be in community, be in supportive community, be in relationship and connecting with people, whatever, but loosely, nothing major, nothing deep or super deep and meaningful until I saw this one painting. I saw this one painting and it moved me deeply moved me really deeply. And it was about, it was basically a a woman who was clearly in a very challenged emotional state, sort of with her head in her hand and this, uh, the incredible palette, I'll have to post it on our, our Instagram for people to see, but I love, love it so much so that I'm going to try to get it for myself. Um, as sort of a collector piece, if I can figure out how to, how to own it and and have it in my Do space. It. Yeah, I've already written the artist, so I'm hoping that I can. But um why I bring that up too is that true north. So for example, I was at another artist's setup and there were a lot of animals around and I love animals, but there was there were a couple of humans and their faces like figure faces and the faces, the humans really called to me. And that is a supreme thread and true north in my life where human beings, connection, love, 
have been a major, major reason why I have been successful in every lane of my life and effort, right? And also how I'm trying to open myself up because I also believe it is being in service to others and will help other people as well as help myself. But it's interesting to see that that piece of my true north being about others and being about connection and human beings. So anyway, I got that because I went to some random little arts tour and was reflective as I went through it and after I went home. You know what I mean? So it doesn't have to be going to five immersive days of fit for service or during a year-long mastermind. It can be other things that are more accessible as well. Oh, so something that that happened while I was at the event, which was a really powerful lesson. So thank you, Universe, for guiding as always. Always. Everything being for us, mm -hmm. everything being to help us pay acknowledge our own personal journey i found myself in the first uh day i believe it was the first day where i was sitting on one of the little break periods in between classes and um uh, randomly sat down that's right we were eating getting some lunch and i randomly sat down at a table with a collection of strangers mm -hmm. and started chatting with some of the people that were there and there was a lovely couple and they were pregnant and they had never been to anything even remotely like this. They had just listened to the podcast and they felt like, what the hell? We don't really like kind of where our community is and things are going on. Like they were taking a divergent path from their religious upbringings and looking for another potential community to wow. engage and no experience with psychedelics no experience with other festivals or gatherings no medicines wow. like just a podcast you know standard american citizen grows up small town you know mid late 20s early 30s married having their first kid and saying let's just try something wow. you know and what was wonderful about that was i felt that like oh yeah that's all of us at some point in time that's all of us at some point in time all of us is somebody who just is within our culture, within our society, and we are happenstance to our upbringing, to wherever we are. We didn't really pick it, you know? We were just placed there. Correct. And at some point, we kind of go, whoop, and we like <laughs> pop our head up above the surface like a frog, and our <laughs> eyes look around, and we're like, what's up here on the top of the water, you know? Totally. I'm curious. I want to look at something else outside the pond. And so I met this lovely couple and what was really interesting is, so my uh, imposter syndrome has been raging, raging because I'm challenging myself to step up more and more in my life to leadership Love and it. to being a guide and being available and being willing to make mistakes and do so with others in arm, you know, and that's terrifying i don't want to lead somebody else to a mistake totally right? like i don't want to be like hey follow me i know the way i'm you know and then we go off the edge of a cliff and die yeah. together like that's that's a this is a terrifying proposition you know so being in service to others is scary because we know we have others best interest in, at heart so here i have this wonderful couple 
three because they're pregnant. They're about uh, to have a baby. Yeah. And I find myself in a position of leadership immediately where I'm like, oh, I can easily elaborate on many of the topics that are up for discussion at this event because I'm well versed in a lot of these theories and a lot of these concepts. And so the universe just gave me this opportunity to say, hey, here you go. You know, you could just speak freely, comfortably from your place of strength, your place of comfort of like topics that you know really well and are well versed in. And they're just sitting there like sponges. Yes. You know, just sucking it up like a lifetime of coaching practice, a lifetime of spiritual um, identification. And and they're just like, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more, you know, full of questions. And I just wanted to touch on that because I was going there feeling like an imposter. Yep. I'm still battling with this concept of like, who am I to guide others? Who am I to put my name up on a billboard and say that Jason Maledsky has something to say that's worth listening to, you know, because, and I'll be honest with you, even throughout my athletic career, I hated it when my picture was going to be in a magazine. Oh, I didn't like it when I was going to be held up as like a, 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 you know, an ideal because I know all my imperfections. I know Mm -hmm. all the things that I do wrong, that I struggle with, that I'm just battling with where I totally fail in my own my own awareness, my own internal compass knows like that wasn't good for you, Jay, was it? You know, so this is, I think, like the deeper rooted piece of what does it mean to be fit for service? There's nobody perfect. Nobody out there has nothing wrong with them, right? Everybody struggles with all the things. So all of us are equally qualified to step up and to speak and to guide and to be available and to, you know, listen we're all available to just listen. Yeah. That is the like, well, what a gift is that? Yeah. And I will say this, like it gets easier. It gets yeah. easier. You know, again, I've been doing this for 15 years. It does get easier. I mean, me on this podcast and this conversation today, far, far different than me doing the first podcast interview I ever did. Both you know what us. I mean? Both of us, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I, I would challenge anyone listening who's new to the show that's seen that's only listened to later episodes. Go and go back and listen to episode one. Ooh, I don't even want I don't even want you to because it's so fucking bad. Yeah. yeah. But you should <laughs> to see that evolution. And I, I think one of the concepts that's important to potentially end on here is that Life is going to deliver us challenges no matter what. And connections, life is going to deliver us challenges and connections no matter what that we cannot expect that we don't predict. It also is going to deliver us opportunities to choose into challenges and to choose into connection. And that the, the, the marriage of both of those things is this beautiful alchemy. You know what I mean? Both the healing and the humanity, the imperfection of the challenges we don't choose, the connections we don't choose, the broken love, the broken attachments that we don't choose, like those types of pain points balanced with 
the bravery of being in service and being in connection and being a, a nurturing space and stepping into leadership in that conversation like you talked about. That's a perfect micro example of that choosing into a challenge and connection in, with intention from that value set versus being like, oh, I'm just going to wait for life to happen to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to throw one of the exercises that we did on the table as a, a concept for people to explore within themselves, because it's something that we could eat. We could just sit down right now and do it alone um, as a starting point. And one of the exercises we did is we took about 15 minutes and we did an abbreviated version and we wrote our own eulogies Oof. in the third person. Right. And then we write, wrote our legacy or our lineage are currently who we are and what we're doing. And in the second person is like the omnipresent second person. And then we wrote our manifesto mm. in our own voice. Right. And what we did once we completed these was we had others read them to back to us. Right. Wow. To hear our own voice and to tell who I was what I did and what my ethos or what my manifesto is. And my after doing this exercise, one of the things that I realized is I want my eulogy and my manifesto to come into alignment. Yes. I want a clear manifesto, a clear ethos for myself to say, this is what I want my mission in life to look like. This is my value set. And then I want my eulogy to sound like my value set. And that is a reflection of recognizing that, first of all, what do I value? Second, I need to turn those into my actions. And then by living those actions and living a life that is in alignment with those, those, that ethos, then that becomes a life lived and recognized with a purpose and a value. And I hope one day that when I die and somebody tells my story, in the third person, that it sounds a lot like my set of values. Yes. Yes. That is a beautiful place, I think, to end for this one. I feel like leaving people with that is perfect. Team, do it. Try it. It's a great, it's a great starting point for self-reflection and this type of contemplation. It's, it's just, yeah have fun it's with it. It's powerful. It's powerful. Yeah. God, I haven't done the exercise like that in a bit, but anytime Let's I think sometime, of, Mel. yeah, I think it's, and that's another point. That's the last thing is that revisiting these things makes sense because we change, mm -hmm. we grow, evolve, we evolve. Our values may shift. Maybe our core, core deepest ones don't, but it's good to do these things periodically, I think. So yeah. Oh, I love it. I feel like there's just a lot of energy in me, a lot of life in me right now. And I think it's partly because I'm feeling so called like there's that's something very there's something very beautiful and powerful when we are connected to that sort of intuitive, deeper values driven, spiritually driven power source. So thank you for giving me space to be to give that voice and to put it into the world to help even more people know about it. So that energy can support us as well. It's just awesome. I'm fucking so grateful. Thank you, Mel. And thank you to all of our listeners. And thank you to the Trust the Journey family. We truly appreciate you. You truly make this show happen. If you'd like to support the show, 
uh, financially to help the production become a Patreon, go to trustthejourney.today, scroll down, click the donate on Patreon button, and any donation will get you into the Trust the Journey family. And welcome to our most recent members. We're yeah. so, so stoked to have you. And if you if that's too much for you and you want to support in other ways, you can like, you can share, you can comment, you can give us ratings. We're on Spotify, we're on YouTube, we are on Apple Podcasts. You can find us all over the internet. If you want to get a hold of MelanieCurtis.com, that gets you to all her stuff. I'm Jason underscore Moledzki, M-O-L-E-D-Z-K-I. On Instagram, you can also find my alter ego queen underscore Jasmine official out there if you want to see what else I look like. And thank you so much for deepening the conversation with us, for being present. Thank you, Mel. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, everyone. We love you so much. <laughs>